What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Log On Games podcast for Friday, May the 5th. May the 5th, Andrew. May the 5th. <laughs> While we're recording, it's May the 4th be with you. Cinco de Mayo. It's Revenge of the 5th when it comes out. There you go. Um, are we all going to eat tacos on Cinco de Mayo? Is that what we do? I... You know what's funny? It's like I keep forgetting that's a thing, and then and then like and then so it's not until like someone says it, I'm like, oh yeah. So maybe I have to now. So <laughs> I'm the same way, um, especially because there's like random that they're not really holidays like today, which is like Star Wars Day, mm-hmm. or like Mario the tenth or March the tenth, which is like Mario Day. Yeah. Which, yeah, it's like two days after the fact, and I'll see something about it. And I was like, oh, that happened. That's right. Mm-hmm. Well, guess I got to go buy a Mario I get more upset now. when people don't tell me it's like National Donut Day and I could have got a free donut or something. That's right. That's when I get, yeah. that's when I get upset. That's how you know <laughs> someone does or doesn't love you based off of what they do in that situation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, today we are going to be talking about Phil Spencer's interview kind of funny um he delved into not only the redfall debacle that has uh, come out this week but also some of the stuff with the showcase coming up um this kind of like the state of xbox in general mm-hmm. uh some really interesting stuff so we're going to talk a, a lot about that um we also got some updates on playstation's uh ongoing and like live service games and MetaQuest is doing a gaming showcase uh, in June as well. So the June showcases are being announced and, and things are about to start happening. It's exciting times. We're about to get into the uh, two months here. That's just like games, games, games. Christmas games, before games. Christmas. It's Christmas before Christmas. Uh, with me today, you can find him at XUserateX across the globe. We have Matthew with us on the podcast. Yo, yo, what up, what up, what up? What Matthew, up? I want you to give everybody tips on how to win a Rocket League Diamond Tournament. Um, Exclusive. Well, first off, you and your team need to come up with something that means absolutely nothing, but that you can yell when you score goals. That's what we do, and that helps a lot. Um, <laughs> big fan of that. You need to not try too hard because everyone you're playing against is trying too hard. That's true. And then Very you also true. need to just forget about the 74 diamond tournaments that you lost already that week and just yep. try again. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my advice. It's good advice. Also, good we advice. didn't win one, so. We have not won a diamond. We won no, a platinum. We did get the final. Yeah, we got the finals the other night, though. We did get the final. Um, besides that, what you been up to? Um, Besides losing a lot of non-video game things, unfortunately. But when I do play some video games, been doing some, still sticking with the MLB, playing lots of MLB. I uh, kind of had a bit of a hankering, as we say in the South, even though I'm in Boston now. To uh, I played like I don't even know, like 45 minutes maybe of Atomic Heart when it came out. 
Mm. And because um, it's on Game Pass or whatever, and mm-hmm. it was very Bioshocky, at least for that mm-hmm. short little sample. And so I kind of want to get jump in and play that. So I'm thinking about jumping into that here this week. And I turned on my Xbox for the first time <clears throat> in quite a while, um, just to get everything updated and stuff like that, and to check out. Mm-hmm. And I, I went on Game Pass or my downloaded games and saw Atomic Heart, and I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. This game. That is a game. So. <laughs> So, um, and actually, back cool. jumping in some Minecraft stuff too. Still, so mm-hmm. crafting. Back on back crafting. You've been playing man. MLB, but you should be playing MIB, yep. Men in Black. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> when it, that's that's what we is need a, announced the, is, at this is June is a Men in Black game. That is just the video game adaptation of the Universal ride. Exactly. Okay. Coming so so it's a v, it's a VR game then. It could sure. be. Sure. I'll never forget um, <clears throat> the last time that I went to Universal and did Men in Black Ride. There was a special needs kid sitting beside me, Emily and I on our honeymoon. So it's like, if you haven't ever been, it's uh, one of the rides where you're on a cart and it's like a laser tag thing and you get points. And there's three seats in the front. And then it lifts up, and there's three seats in the back. So three yeah. people on each. So it was the special needs kid all the way to the left, me in the middle, and Emily to the right. And what this kid didn't know is that I am a men in black pro. Like, pro. Like, actually. <laughs> no, like, he's not joking. <laughs> so I would say, on average, someone that has just done the... is Whether it's your first time or, like, your fifth time doing this ride, your average score is probably somewhere between like 30,000 and like 100,000. That's okay. probably like where you're going to end up being. <clears throat> the max score is 999,999, which I know how to do and gotten many a time. But you still have, like any game, like you have to be on it, you know? You have to be perfect. Sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get a gun that doesn't register everything and you're like, ah. So it's not like a given that I'll get this high score. But... I did this time, but it was really On funny because I, like, I was just sitting there ready to just, you go against another cart and ready to just yeah. annihilate them. You know I remember, I mean? yeah. And just ready to just, they don't even know what's about to happen to them. And this kid looks over as the ride's starting to move and he's like, he picks up the gun for me and hands it to me. He's like, you need to, you need to use this to shoot. And I was like, oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and then afterwards, and he sees my magic score and you would have thought that Jesus himself had come down. <laughs> and shown himself to this kid. His mind was so utterly blown. He was like, "Look what you did!" I was like, "I know, man. I'm Are pro. you the master chief?" <laughs> and just like, I don't even know how this works. I don't. <laughs> I didn't even know. That. I mean, if you didn't show me how it worked, I would never got it. That's so funny. That's funny. Um, did you also play against the Alabama football team one time? Did I did play against the Alabama football team? I so. Just melted them too. Just absolutely <laughs> melted them. And you're like, this is the only thing I could beat you in, but I did. You know, <laughs> I to beat him in football. They weren't nothing at that time. <laughs> okay. They're playing in Orlando, you know. And um, you, weighed, you weighed what at that time? Doesn't matter. Seven minutes into the <laughs> podcast, you can find him at twitch.tv <laughs> backslash brown berserker. We have Andrew with us on the podcast. Konnichiwa. Yo, yo, yo. Andrew, you're going to get a tattoo in Japan. How's it feel? Uh, uh, surreal, crazy, yeah. Get a tattoo get? of the United States of America while in Japan. It's yeah, the, the, Amer- the American <laughs> it's flag. It's the American flag and an eagle. <laughs> yeah. 
That's funny. Oh my do god. Do you know what you're getting? I do. Or you just I do. Yeah. Well, so the, the scary part is like I don't know if you guys have tattoos, but a lot of um a lot of places are different. Like you can give them uh, an idea of what you want to do and they'll do their interpretation of it. So the mm-hmm. scary part now is I don't know if I'm going to see said image until I get there. I'm yeah. kind of, so I got a tattoo in Korea and we corresponded through email. So I got to see what the sketch looked like. I don't know how this studio specifically is going to handle it. So I'm really hoping I get to see it before because I, mm-hmm. I like to collaborate with the artists. So, but are you getting just a normal t- like tattoo gun or are you getting one of the, Oh no. Can yeah. No, thing? just a normal tattoo gun. I, I want one like that though. Like yeah, traditional. I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it to you. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bad idea. I'll come to Japan and do it for you. As soon as you get out of that one, I'll be right there on the street. I just need a, a wings go. and things before I go in. So. A, wings a tattoo, and things tattoo of wings and things? No. Yeah. no. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's, you're going to Japan to get a wings and things tattoo. A wings and things tattoo. <laughs> they just, oh they don't, God, they don't do good. it the same here in America, you know? That's so it's, good. It's the, uh, it's the classic tattoo where it's just like, you know, Japanese word that nobody yeah. in, in american but it says wings and things oh <laughs> dude that's someone will come up to you you know your tattoo says wings and things and you're like, oh man it was supposed to say peace or something i know yeah. and then you're like yeah it's what i asked for that's funny man that's funny but we want to welcome everyone to the log on games podcast a weekly show in which we discuss a variety of news topics from new games big announcements events and more new episodes upload every friday on apple podcast spotify and everywhere else that you get your podcast at you can also find us at youtube.com backslash at logon games you can go over there you can see our faces you can see andrew drinking water will he choke <laughs> no he will not choke this time um and the YouTube views everything. have been up, so thank you guys for watching. Keep doing it. Yeah, we're over 100 subscribers. Much. We're getting some viewages, and obviously it's the beginning of May. June's coming up. A lot of events, a lot of showcases happening. We'll have our reactions over on our YouTube channel. We'll be doing them live. We'll be streaming some of them. We'll be not streaming some of them, but they'll all be on YouTube. Uh, you can find us and follow us at Logon Games on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. We have a link tree in our bio that will point you to our Discord or our YouTube channel, wherever it is you want to be. Uh, So if you're having a hard time finding Andrew's beautiful face, find us on socials and uh, hit that link in the bio. Let's get to the nitty gritty. Oh, shoot. So since our last podcast, a game called Redfall came out, one that I was very excited to play, and now I will never play it. Um... And it has, it says mixed reviews in this uh, GameSpot article. And even when you look up the Metacritic on Xbox, it's like at a 63 or something like that. Ooh. But I've watched people stream this game. Like it's If this is a 6 out of 10, then Halo Infinite is like a 15 out of 10. Yeah. I mean, I saw IGN's like, review today, which was a 4, and they're pretty... Geez. Yeah, game, they don't GameSpot give lots of 4s. Four. Yeah, GameSpots was a four as well, which I feel is that's fair. Is it it's a uh, is it a a technical thing or the game just lacking content? It, yes, everything. Like, everything. Oh yes, all of it. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Literally bugs, uh, technical issues everywhere. AI's absolutely garbage. That's, uh, 
Mm-hmm. But then the gameplay is also not yeah, the gameplay is also not great. And Ooh. the missions are terrible and the story's awful. So it's just like all the way around. The people that I've watched play and it's in it, thirty frames. Yeah, and it's in thirty frames. People I've I've watched play it and uh people I've watched review it are like the gunplay itself is okay, but it's like literally everything else is terrible. Jeez. Uh, but we'll get into it. Uh Phil Spencer. Does that sound like any other game that Xbox has put out recently? Not this bad, but maybe. I'm saying Halo. Uh, Gunplay's really good. Everything else? Yeah, but at least the game ran. That's fair. That's true. 60 frames. Yeah. <laughs> um, Phil Spencer was scheduled to be on the Kind of Funny X cast uh, a while ago, so like before we knew all, all this kind of stuff, so... He still did the interview even after all this, and let me tell you, it was a good one. If you want to listen to the whole thing, it's like forty-five minutes long. It's on the Xcast, and they cover all the bad stuff that has happened to Xbox and some of the good stuff, but mostly the mm-hmm. bad stuff, which is kind Ooh, of crazy. Go, that's a go watch. It's really good. Um, but I'm reading this from Gamespot.com. Microsoft Gaming CEO Phil Spencer has reacted to Redfall's mixed reviews, saying he was disappointed with the game's rocky launch. There's nothing more difficult for me than disappointing the Xbox community, Spencer said during an episode of the Kind of Funny Xcast. I'm upset with myself. Spencer also lamented the fact that Redfall was initially supposed to launch with 60 FPS support, but only ended up supporting 30 FPS on console for now. As I'm going to just not talk about all this. I just want to get to the quotes so we can talk about some of that stuff. Uh... Uh, I want to give the team's creative platform to go and push their abilities and aspirations, Spencer said. But I also, but I also need to have a great selection of games that surprise and delight our fans. And we undervalued or underdelivered on that. Uh, on that, and for that, I apologize. This is one where Arcane didn't hit their own internal goals. We didn't do a good job early on of engaging with Arcane Austin to really help them understand what it meant to be part of Xbox. We left them to work on the game. They're a very talented team, and I love that team still do. Spencer explained that Microsoft should have stepped in to help Arcane much earlier on. We should have been there for the team earlier. That's on us. We were too late to help. I take that as a learning experience, as painful as it is. Um, ultimately, Redfall is a game that should not have been released yet. Uh, it's oh, This is GameSpot review. I don't care about that. Um, so on the Redfall side, we'll start with with Phil Spencer. Um, what he meant by Microsoft should have come in earlier to help was in the interview you talked about when they acquired Bethesda. Some games, you know, are like just in concept or just ideas. Mm-hmm. Some games are very early on in development. Some <clears> games are like right in the middle of development, which is I believe is like what Redfall was. So when mm-hmm. he came in, the okay. game was already like the i the idea was there. So what he means by should have stepped in and earlier to help, which is also one of the things he talked about in the interview when the game, like just the way the game is in general, was it wasn't necessarily the bugs and the glitches and the not having sixty frames and all that kind of stuff that hampered the game down it was the game itself wasn't a very good game 
but they were already so far in development that there was really nothing they could do about that kind of thing. Um, it's kind of how I, I took that. But Matthew, you listened to it as well. Mm-hmm. As far as Redfall goes and the fiasco that happened, what did you think about Phil's takes? Uh, I, I, it's a very good interview. He is very um, kind of candid about everything. But there's just a lot of things that he says that I, I really truly believe that he believes that I just don't think are like, I don't know how, I don't know why or how he gets to that state. Right. So with Redfall, um, I would, I'm, I'm with you. I think like 63 on a Metacritic is higher than the game actually probably is uh, based off of a ton of reviews. And he said that from their internal testing and everything that they expected double digit scores higher than what the game is receiving. And so I yeah. just, it's just one of those things you look at and you go, how? Like the game comes yeah. out and it's running in 30 frames. I don't really know what game you think is going to get higher than a seven at 30 frames nowadays as a AAA title, right? So he um, talked a lot about, um, he, you know, took ownership and the ex, his Xbox team taking ownership of this mm-hmm. and that it's on them necessarily. And I think that's one of the things that he was mm-hmm. talking about because yes. Gary Witta I th- is the one that asked him like, your big company or whatever you guys have, all the tools needed, you know, you have all these people come in and play test the game and you yep. even have people that come in and are like, these are probably what the reviews are going to be. So you can like plan accordingly. And he, that, that was the question that he asked was like, if you already kind of knew that this was going in and that's when he said, yeah, we expected double. And so when he was saying that's on us and that's some, some things that we have to fix going forward, I think that was part of it. Like, yep. <laughs> whoever, they hired whoever did the play testing, whoever came and yep. was like, listen, these are the reviews that you should expect. We're very, very wrong. And so yes, part of that's on Phil because he I still agree. played the game and, and also, you know, should know that when he plays the game, how yeah. terrible it is. But also, I don't know, whoever they hired, someone's getting fired. <laughs> someone's getting, sure. Someone came to Phil Spencer and was like, this is probably going to get, you know, like high 70s, low 80s. Uh across the board from reviewers like that person didn't know what the heck they were talking about no and and the other thing too is i think the only part of redfall that is appealing to fans is the creative idea of the game so yeah like when he says they should have stepped in because the game wasn't good in the first place like the idea mm-hmm. of the game looked cool so what what they missed out on was the technical perspective if this game comes out and runs in 60 frames and the ai bugs are not there where the AI acts like normal humans and like, like we've seen it in other games. People can forgive like not a ton of content out or something like that. If it's coming down the pipeline and if the game's fun to play, the creative idea of this was the only good part of it. So like, I I think when he says that we should have stepped in, what he should have done is said, here's money and manpower or here's more time. One of the two, um, well, to get the stuff fixed. Andrew, you don't know this, I don't think, because I don't think you've seen anybody play the game or stuff like that. No, I But literally, and I kid you not, there is about at least half, if not more than half of the missions in this game that are just like, you find a new safe house or whatever uh, throughout the map, and, or you, uh, any, a lot of the main missions are all the same way, where it's like, you're at the safe house and they're like, all right, we need you to take this thing to this place. And I kid you not, I've, I've watched multiple people play it. 
it's literally like you fat you pick up the thing at the safe house, you fast travel to the area, you plant it, you fast travel back to the safe house, and that's the whole main mission. And then there's like a little watercolor cutscene. It's like you did it. So that's I think that's part of it. It's like the game itself was not is not a good game. The idea is great. Co-op four four player co-op game. Everybody's got their own powers and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know, we're all slaying vampires in like this open world Far Cry kind of thing. Like that's a good idea. But the execution, I think, was just like off. And by the time that they bought Bethesda and looked at the game, it was just like I think the question that should have been asked was like, at what point do you just cancel it and not come out with it? Because it's it might hurt your brand more than it will be to recoup some money. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's happened before. You look at Anthem, Scalebound, you know. So, like, why this? Like, why this game? Why did they let this pass through in the state that it was? And, and you know, I, I, I reflect on this game and I reflect on um, uh, Jedi Survivor that just came out, which also got backlash for technical issues. Why are we still shipping games in, in crappy states? I just, it's it's frustrating. <laughs> to be fair, most of the technical issues are on the PC side. And we all know that superior gamers use consoles. Well, so. see, no, I've actually heard, like, <laughs> even, yeah, I've heard it's mostly PC, but I've, I've also heard it hiccups like crazy on PS5. So it's like, I don't, yeah, yeah, yeah there's I don't know. There's issues still there. Yeah. Just not as many, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just like PC gamers have a lot of issues, but just not as many as like it, it, it's it's frustrating when okay because like obviously I think we're talking about Survivor now instead of uh, Redfall, but like it's it's all the same. I was gonna bring yeah, Survivor like, up what, anyway. Yeah. You have a great game, and your 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 reviews are bombing because it's technically trash. The priority should be the technical side of the game. I, I know I know the fundamentals is is playing a game and having fun. But like the technical side bleeds into that. If if mm-hmm. if the if the game is screen tearing and hiccuping and frames are dropping, then we're no longer having fun. Like, why are we not stop prioritizing? You know, like uh, HDR and all this fancy graphics and ray tracing. Just make your games run smoothly. You know. And, yeah, <laughs> like, and here's the deal: if you delay if you delay Redfall another year, people are going to be disappointed. But they're not giving up on the game. Exactly. When your, game, when your game comes out and is trash, they're giving up on the game. Exactly. It's over. Like, yep. I'm going to be like, oh, can I wait another year? Come on. Come out with your game. But when it comes out, I'm still ready for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. and see, just... what's funny is, like, you guys have Game Pass, right? So, technically, you guys could play this game for free. But mm-hmm. because of the reception it's gotten, <clears throat> your interest just got canned, right? I'm going to look yeah, right well, now. I, I was think not going to play it in... I was not going to play it until 60 frames dropped anyway, but now I'm at okay. the point where I'm not going to play it e- e- yeah, either way. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Because um, like, like at the core, the core of the game is not good. Like, the missions are not good. The stuff, like, when they showed off the game and, and we watched the... Re- I don't know. We didn't do reactions, or maybe we did at some point for something. But I watched, like, the Redfall developer thing. We definitely talked they about played the it. whole game. And it was yeah. like... I remember talking about it on the podcast of being like, if this is just a little bit destiny, like, you know, just like a tiny bit. I remember you talking that. about these vampire nests are going to be like the big baddies and stuff like that. And then watch, like, just go on Twitch and watch someone play and get to one of these nests and the fight takes three seconds and it's mm-hmm. over. And you're like, this is the big bad guy. And all the guns are like exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Like you kill the biggest bad guy from at this level 
and he drops a shotgun that says it's better, but it's not. You know, it's just like, this looks exactly the same, and it shoots exactly the same, and it says it's better, but it's not better. So it's like, the game fundamentally, I think, was just bad. So I think part of, and Phil Spencer isn't like the only person that works at Xbox. Yes. So I think a lot of this was whatever internal crap that they had going on, we're like, yeah, this is going to get mid-70s to mid-80s on reviews was wrong. But then Mm -hmm. also everybody there and the the higher-ups that played this game, whether he, he didn't necessarily admit this, but I feel like this is kind of the case where they were just like, just we just gotta just put this game out and move on. Like the game's not gonna be good. Like we could give them money and delay it a year, but fundamentally the game's just not a good game. So it's either like cancel it or put it out and try and recoup something. I mean, sure. I think if fifty if they had fifty playtesters play this game, probably like thirty of them to forty of them would be like, This is trash. So like I I don't did they play test it? I just don't I just don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, also, don't do that. You should have like 500 playtesters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was just throwing that number out. I was just throwing that number out, but yeah, yeah. I know, yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, throw out beta or something. I don't know, something. Like, I'm looking right now on, because you mentioned Game Pass, so I pulled up the Game Pass app on the computer, and the reviews on the app for Redfall. First off, there's only 195 reviews, which is not good. Uh, they have a five-star system. And their mm-hmm. average is 1.6. 71% of the reviews are one star. That's rough. And the only person on the front page that has more than a one star review gives a four star, but their username is Epic Fart. So I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I, I don't think we could take his word for anything. Oh my um, God, dude. But the other thing too, is this is Arcane Studios. This is Deathloop, Dishonored, Pray. Co-op made uh, prey co co-op made wolfenstein yep. games with uh mm-hmm. was it machine i think um like they only put out good games it's a shame why is the game that microsoft owns them now the one that sucks like at some point <laughs> at some point microsoft just has to look at what they're doing triple a wise what, what's going on right? well he said in, in could the be a coincidence like, it's just i doubt it. he said in the interview which is uh, I'm not gonna say PlayStation stuff, but I think kind of what PlayStation does here and there, but but it's a little it makes a little bit more sense when they do it because of their PlayStation track track record. But mm-hmm. he said in the interviews like he wants to make he doesn't want to like stifle these great uh, developers. Like if they come and they w- they want to make something mm-hmm. that's and he pointed to like uh, grounded as being one of them. The people that made. Mm-hmm. Um, Oblivion, right? No. What did they make? Uh, was it wasn't um, grounded made by was that rare? Obsidian Games. Obsidian, yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the people that made Hi-Fi Rush, which is came out this year, that's the same team that made the Evil Within games. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm not going to tell yes. a team like that. Yep. It's like I know people expect like the Evil Within three but then they make hi-fi rush and you get this like great game um so he's like and then but this is the example of it going bad of like hey let's try something new and mm-hmm. it ends up being poopy 
And kind of mm-hmm. on the PlayStation side, I mean, that does happen. Like you had uh, mm-hmm. the people that made like the infamous games, whatever, make Days Gone, and it just wasn't up to par. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what he said in, in the interviews. Like, I don't want to stifle these developers, like, creatively. Like, oh, you have to make this one game now. Uh, or this one type of game now. Um, yeah. So I think all oh, that's still a learning process for them. It's something that PlayStation's already gone through and knows how to deal with. So when Naughty Dog comes to you and says, "I want, we want to make a multiplayer game," it's a little bit different when Neil Druckmann is involved, you know. <laughs> yeah, but it's also different. Like, there's a difference between not stifling and like this game still feels rushed. Like, if you're really not stifling, then you're saying, "Okay, either take all the time you want, or if we're trying to hit this time period." here's some more resources to help us hit this time period. Like you have to do one of the two. You can't just say, you know, no, this this game needs to come out. Even if we have to cut our losses, like that's just, that's, that's it's not wise. It doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, the part, um, of the interview that I think me and Matthew have similar thoughts on. Yeah. I'll just say I can, mine. I can yeah, read, read, I, read I, I pulled up a GameStop article. Sorry, GameSpot article. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, yeah, just a little bit. I'll, I'll read of this. It says this is him quoting or him talking. <clears throat> we are not in the business of out consoling Sony or out consoling Nintendo. There really isn't a great solution or win for us. And I know that will upset a ton of people, but the truth of the matter is that when you're third place in a console marketplace and the top two players are as strong as they are, and in certain cases have a discrete focus on doing deals and other things that will make uh, that will that ma- that make Xbox being Xbox hard for us as a team. Our vision is everyone on console has had a great experience and they feel like a first class citizen. I see the commentary out there. If you just build great games, everything will turn around. It's just not true. If we go off and build great games, all of a sudden you're going to see console share shift in some dramatic way. We lost the worst generation to lose in the Xbox One generation, where everybody built their digital library of games. of the people every year who walk into a reseller, a retailer to buy a console already are are a member of one of these three ecosystems. Their digital library is there. And then um, I'm going to keep, okay, here's the last thing, last paragraph of his I'm going to read. I see a lot of pundits out there who kind of want to go back to the time where we all had cartridges and discs and every new generation was a clean slate and you could switch the whole console share. That's just not the world we're in today. There's no world where Starfield is an 11 out of 10 and people start selling their PS5s. That's just not going to happen. Um, so that was that, the one part of the interview, specifically the last part. I don't completely disagree mm-hmm. with the other stuff that he said beforehand, but the okay. fact that I I don't disagree that if, if Starfield was a 10 out of 10, like Skyrim generational game, like this game's going to be remade for the next like 15 consoles. Mm-hmm because it's that good <clears throat> that people are going to sell their PS5s. Of course not. But you don't care if people sell your PS5s. If people sell PS5s, you want them to buy Xboxes. So <laughs> they can have a PS5 and have an Xbox. So like if Star, you can't tell me that if Starfield is not a 10 out of 10 game, that's not going to move a bunch of Xboxes. Because it just, it will. <laughs> that's it how games work. I think that every every paragraph I just read, I think he's wrong. Because I know people that sold Xboxes and went and bought a PS5 when Spider-Man came out. I know people that sold their Xbox and went and bought a PS5 when The Last of Us 2 came out. 
I know people that sold their PS5s and went and bought an Xbox when Halo was coming out, even though that wasn't the greatest game. Like, I yeah, I know, I could probably come up with ten or twelve people that I just personally know in my circles of life that have either sold a console to buy a console for a game or for an experience with people, or at the very least have just bought the second console because they wanted to do whatever with people. So I, I think yeah. he's just wrong. I I totally understand. <laughs> like, well, there's groups I, I, like we've been a part of groups where it's like even midway through a console cycle, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, there's been one or two or three games that we've wanted to play that have piled on top of each mm-hmm. other. We've kind of all been like, all right, well, let's sell this console and I'll buy that one so we can be on the same platform. Yep, kind of thing. Andrew and I have a friend that uh, he's done it twice. <laughs> has, I was about to say, Andrew <laughs> and I both. Andrew and I have both consoles and we'll start playing a a PS five game or something. He'll buy the PS five and then when we'll play Xbox for three months, he'll sell his PS five and go buy an Xbox. And he just keeps going back and forth, which I don't, I don't recommend that Buy both and keep both. You'll save yourself. money. Um, We don't even, we don't tell him to do it. (laughs) It's just a him thing. I don't know. But uh, my point is, I just think he's wrong. Like I, I totally understand. I have a, massive PlayStation library now at this point coming from start of PS4, just getting two or three free games a month all the way till now. It's a huge library of games. But if something comes out on the Xbox and I can't play anywhere else, I'll probably find a way to get one. I don't have one right now because I I sold it and built a PC because it's almost the same thing. But uh, I just, mm-hmm. I think he's, I think he's wrong. I think it's as simple as, if your if your system is coming out with great games, people are gonna buy your system, and there's just no if ands or buts about it. Like hundred percent. If, like if Dreamcast two came out tomorrow and had like some really good games on it, people would go buy it. It doesn't matter if it's six hundred dollars. We'd be like, that's too much. I'm not buying it. People would buy it. <laughs> it's just the way it works. Well, I agree with what he said at the beginning because what you talk about on the podcast a lot. Their number one priority is that everybody subscribes to Game Pass. They don't yes. care if it's on your phone, if it's on a Samsung smart TV, mm-hmm. a Series S, Series X, or PC. So, like, I get that point where he's like, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a console. Like, we're not, we're third place or whatever, and that's fine. Because, like, if no one bought Xboxes, but everyone and their grandma was subscribed to Game Pass to play it on their phone or TV... Mm-hmm in 50 years then they've won like that's what they want to do sure um but yeah i, I disagree with the fact that if starfield is 11 out of 10 that's not gonna yeah cause a, a, a right. size not a size. i mean it'll cause a shift and then if starfield's good and then or like forza comes out before starfield and that's like a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 mm-hmm. and then starfield comes out and it's a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 and then hellblade 2 comes out after that and it's a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 all those on top of each other are going to start. You're going to see, you are yep. going to see a shift or you're going to see. Absolutely. Because we saw it when in the Xbox 360 era, when the PS3 was a million dollars and didn't have any good games. And then halfway through the cycle, we started getting Uncharted's and yep. The Last of Us. And, all, and then all of a sudden you see the numbers just rise, rise, mm-hmm. rise, rise, rise. And you're like, yeah, you put, you make good games. Then mm-hmm. this is, then people are going to buy your console. Because. A lot of people still play consoles. That's what that's what makes me laugh because like going back to the whole speech and like Matthew's saying, you know, he's talking about how like a single single games can't do that. And then you look at how PlayStation's succeeding off of single player games alone. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just, it's like the proof's in the pudding there, buddy. Like, what, do you not see oh, Absolutely. <laughs> you can't tell me if, if they shadow drop tomorrow uh, a Halo Battle Royale that came out to nine out of tens. The people wouldn't go, there, would no, there wouldn't be any more Xboxes on the shelf, man. People would go buy that immediately. Yeah. It, it just would happen. And I just, you said you agree with like the first part where he's saying that they don't care about selling consoles as much as they do the, the Game Pass thing, which I, that is definitely what they're trying to do. I just don't mm-hmm. agree with his reasoning behind it. I think that's where he's way off base. His, his, like his reasoning behind it is we've lost the console thing. We've already messed that up. So now we're just going to go for this Game Pass thing. And it's like, you're just missing it, man. If you put out good games, people play your stuff. Yep. It's yeah. really simple. That's why that's why indie developers make money. Because they drop these <laughs> games out of nowhere that it costs them nothing to make. Not nothing, but comparatively. And it's just yep. some incredible game. And then it's just all of a sudden everywhere, you know? So I it just I, I think he's I think they've missed the boat. Um I understand what he's saying. I just he says 90% of the people every year who walk into a retailer to buy a console are already a member of one of these three ecosystems. Yeah, but I'm living proof. I don't mind being a part of all three. Yeah, <laughs> so, that's like, like, that's okay. They'll still buy, even, I mean, that's part of the reason why they have the Series S. And so, if you already have a PlayStation 5 and a Switch, and you're like, do I really want to buy another console? It's like, oh, well, yep. the Series S is on sale for $200 this week, which happens all the freaking time. Yep. Then... That's your end if you're a console gamer, or you can just go buy yeah. a Samsung smart TV yep. and play it on that, or cloud gaming on your phone, or Andrew you and my mom. Any PC people just get Game Pass and go to go. Yep. Andrew and my mom went in a few years ago to buy me a Series S in order for me to do what, Andrew? You remember? It was for my birthday. A, like, 1S. a 1S. A 1S. Oh, yeah. Sorry. A 1S. Sorry. The reason being, Fantasy Star was coming out on, like, that was the whole point. Oh, yeah. That was it. That was the one reason why. Like, there was no, like, okay, I got, like, 12 games to play. It was like, no, Fantasy Star is coming out. And that wasn't even, like, a, that was just because it was their E3 presentation or whatever where they announced that. Yep. And we were like, oh, shoot. We need mm-hmm. to make this happen. Okay. Yep. And again, like, if you have great games, people are going to play it. And Xbox has the easiest entry into their their generation just because of the they have the cheap con they have a cheap version of their console like it's not for everybody sure but if somebody wants in they can get in cheaper than they get anywhere else yeah like if starfield's 10 out of 10 you can get a, a series s for 200 dollars and yep. get your first three months of game pass or whatever for five bucks or whatever promo they're yep. gonna have going on and you're good to go I don't know. I, I appreciate his his just his honesty and his openness. I just and I think he was very real and very like it was a it was a refreshing interview to see at least from that side of things. I just think the more he talks, the more I go. I don't think that Xbox knows what they're doing. He, I I think they know what they're doing. It's just whether or not what they're doing is the right thing for for right what they want what what sure. their end goal is. But it was really funny to watch him be uh, kind of down in the dumps and, and a little frustrated and a little pissy because that's kind of how Xbox players have been for like the last two generations of consoles. Right, so anybody <laughs> like, who's right, trying Phil to play Spencer Halo is for the finally last... At the, Phil Spencer is finally at the place that us Xbox fans have been at for the last 10 years. Oh, yeah. He sounds like a Halo fan. He does. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> anything else on this interview that you guys want to talk about? Andrew, what's your take on... You obviously haven't been a Game Pass or an Xbox person for quite some time. You want to tell me why? So I've done the uh, Game Pass trial twice now. And it was to play like, um, yes. And it was to play Halo Infinite campaign and then um, Hi-Fi Rush. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, once I got done with those games, there were a few times that I just scrolled through the library of stuff. But I don't know, like, I just had no interest in playing anything, even though the library is so vast. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. Yeah, so I've done two trials, like, totaling, what, two months? And I don't know. I just played that one game, and then that was it. Did you find... Did you find in the Game Pass library there's a lot of games that you would have been excited to play if you hadn't like already bought them? Uh, yes, yes, we'll say that. Okay. We'll okay. go with that then. Yeah, that was similar. One thing that he talked about in the interview, and also that was officially announced this week, I'm reading from news.xbox.com. Get ready for the Xbox Showcase and Starfield Direct double feature airing June 11th. So we have the Xbox Showcase. Sunday, June 11th on Twitch, Facebook, and YouTube at 10 a.m. Pacific time, which is 1 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, And then right after, they're going to do the Starfield Direct. Um, They're also having virtual and in-person Fan Fest events uh, in five different cities, the only one in the U.S. being L.A. Um, Let's see what they said. Join us, here it is. Join us for some new surprises and first looks from our incredibly talented internal studios and our many creative partners around the world. This is the day gamers have been waiting. This is the day gamers have been waiting for to see what's coming to Xbox, PC, and Game Pass. We've been waiting, and they say this is the day. I tweeted out something, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna bring I saw it, it. here. Because this was before I watched the interview. But nothing really changes, even though I kind of got one of the things that I wanted in this interview. A little bit, maybe. Hmm. Um, so this is what I tweeted out. I said, and this sounds a little bit more mean <laughs> than I tweeted it out being. But I said, this has to be the one, talking about the showcase. It's been 15 years of promises, so this is what I need as an Xbox fan where I'm done. And what I meant by I'm done is just like, I'm just done keeping up with Xbox, you know? Not like I'm done with Game Pass, selling my Xbox, whatever. But just like I'm done of just like hoping that one day they're going to turn things around. I'm just going to assume yep. that they're not going to moving forward. Um I mean, he's already dropped uh, Nintendo. He doesn't have a Switch anymore, so here comes Xbox. (laughs) This is a Starfield Direct, so Direct is a Nintendo thing. I I had five things that I need, all right, as an Xbox fan. Number one, epic first-party announcements. I think that should be the given. These are games that I don't know about that I'll be excited about. Okay. Pretty simple. I just need a couple of them, and they can even be 
10 years down the road. This can be a freaking God of War logo, you know. Return of Spider-Man, Scalebound. Spider-Man 2 logo, right? Wolverine teaser, whatever. Where it's like, all right, I know. I'm excited for this yeah. game. Like, even if it was Halo 6 teaser, I'd be like, all right, well, Halo Battle they're Royale. doing something. Feels hell. If they just said the words Halo Battle Royale, I'd be happy. Yep. Um, <laughs> number two, like killer triple... And this is kind of what Andrew is pointing to. My number two killer AAA Game Pass apps, which is like, I'm talking like good ones. Like the last good one I think was Back for Blood. That was the last one where I was like really stoked. To like I was going to buy this game anyway, and it's going to be on Game Pass. Like this is awesome. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking like it doesn't even have to be games that I necessarily want to play, mm-hmm. but like. Any of the EA sports games or 2K sports games, yep. I feel like our day one would be like giant ones. Like if Madden or FIFA or NBA 2K. FIFA no longer exists after this year. Or EA soccer kickball <laughs> game, whatever it's called. <laughs> kickball. EAFC. <now. laughs> <laughs> like if they came out of this showcase and they're like Madden 24 is day one on Game Pass, like that would be giant. Mm-hmm. So I need something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, armor. What's the new uh, from software game? The armor, armor, armor core, core, whatever. Like armor core on Game Pass. Like I need, I need two or three like giant AAA games that people are gonna be like, I can't believe this is on Game Pass. Mm-hmm. But I see, need- okay, but see, then that that returns to the whole conversation that uh, Phil was having the entire time. Their entire focus is Game Pass. It doesn't matter mm-hmm. about. Uh, these single player games that are going to sell a console anymore. It's, it's all strictly game pass, right? Like if Xbox were like, we're not doing first party games anymore. Xbox or game pass is just going to be like the Netflix of games. We're going to work with PlayStation and Nintendo game pass is going to be on everything. This is just what it's going to be. Yeah. And they can Mm -hmm. then land like these giant ones. Then I'd be just as happy. Hot take. They're not really making first party games now. That's right. (laughs) Number three, gameplay for Fable. I just need it's a card game. It's a card game. It can it can be forty five <laughs> seconds of gameplay, but I need to see our little Fable man walking around the world. It's Fable the card game. I'm telling you. I still don't think I still think Fable's far far like away. I do too. Like probably twenty five at the end. So earliest. here's the problem, right? So say they give you uh, a fifteen second clip of what you want, right? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. That just means in two years it's going to ship and technically run like crap anyway. So it could. <laughs> Wouldn't be shocked. It could. <clears throat> That's sad. Um, That's sad. Or just a fable remake. Yeah, that's do that. Yeah. People. Well, the team that's doing it. Fable. This and this is one thing. The team that's doing Fable is the people that do the uh, uh, Forza Horizon games, which are always like I'm not a racing person, but they always get really high reviews. Yeah, I always look very really technically good sound. Like that. Very so, technically sound. That's good, but at the same time, are we going to run into a redfall situation where, like, there this is not something they normally do? Is it going to be a good thing, like Hi Fi Rush? Is it going to be bad, you, like Redfall? Yeah. we don't know. You telling me this is going to be Fable the Kart Racer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Number four, Hellblade Two dated, and I swear it better not be any later. Than like spring 2024. 
because we've shown they've shown up this game like four times. Like the last two game awards, we've seen it. Yeah. Are you interested it's like in this they game? Just keep showing. Oh, I love Hellblade One. I'm beyond okay. excited for Hellblade Two. Like beyond. It's every time I see one. them show this game off, I'm like, I just don't care. Okay. The last thing it we saw, so which was good, though. it looks so freaking good. Dude. Visually, so it's just like holy crap. Visually, it does look very good. Yeah. Agreed. And the first one, obviously, it's on Game Pass, but really, really good game. Um, but if they don't show it, I'm gonna be extremely upset. Or if they show it mm-hmm. and they don't put a date on it or a date window, I'm gonna be upset. And then if they do put a date on it, I'm not gonna believe it. Like if they said spring 2024, the further the further out the date, the more I'm just not gonna believe it. Like if they said 2023 and didn't give a, a firm date, I'm not gonna believe it. They have. But they to show say, the trailer and they're like, "Arrives today." <laughs> like, all right, let's go. I don't believe it. <laughs> um, a date that I would believe would be like November. Like if they said November, that's I'd fair. Be, okay, yep. I believe that. But if they said like spring 24 or Q1 24 or holiday 2023, I'm not believing any of that bullcrap. I need at least a month. That bullcrap. And then my last one, which we kind of got in this interview, was apologies for Halo and Redfall, which were their last giant AAA games that both came they're not out. Saying a, they're not going to say a word about Halo apologizing for it. Redfall, maybe. I didn't know way about Halo. Yeah, but I kind of, I mean, he, he, they said the same thing in this interview because they kind of bundled, some of the questions bundled Redfall and Halo together coming out with sure. games that are incom- incomplete or whatever. Yep. So... I'll take that one, but um, I mean, this is a big one for Xbox. This showcase is like, mm-hmm. if this is a lackluster showcase, like remember last year's, they're like, these are the next, the games that are coming out in the next 12 months, all on Game Pass. And then none of that, well, not none of it, but like, that wasn't true. Like a lot of those games didn't come out on time. A lot of those mm-hmm. games are still not out. So like, that just wasn't true. So if we get another showcase like that or something that's just mid- Mm-hmm. It's going to be bad news bears, like really bad news bears, especially if PlayStation is this rumored to have one that, quote, will blow your balls off, un- unquote. When quote. you when you say when you <laughs> say bad news for the company, in, in what regards? I mean, like it, it's to the point where like you can play Game Pass like everywhere and most people that are already subscribed aren't going to unsubscribe. Are we talking about just like pulling in new people? Well, I'm talking I, I about think, like how last gen was. Like we're gonna have this gen is gonna be the same as last gen. Yeah. Which is a failure. Like yeah. and I, it is. I do think people unsubscribe because one of the major selling points, if not the I'm major not selling point subscribed. I just want to say that. There you go. Uh, okay. one of the major selling points, if not the number one bullet point of Game Pass in terms of value is Every Microsoft game that comes out, you get day one. Yeah. Well, if they all suck, then that's a hard thing. That's a that's <laughs> yeah. a that's a true point. <laughs> you know, at some point, <laughs> at some point, you're point. like, yeah. At some point, you're like, well, I got all the new Microsoft games. I just don't want to play any of them. So maybe you're I'll right. spend my fifteen bucks somewhere else. You know. Yep. No, you're right. Yeah, I'm not currently subscribed because that's simply, I did the uh, like the payment plan thing for my Series X. Which yeah. came with Xbox Ultimate. And it's like mm. paid thirty dollars a month or whatever for two years and it pays for right. the ultimate and the Xbox or whatever. And now that that's run out, because everything's paid off, it's like I will get it when one of these days when 
Colby texts me and it's like, let's play Sea of Thieves. And then we go on our yeah, yeah, month-long sure. hiatus of doing nothing but playing Sea of Thieves. <laughs> what if I say, hey, let's play Microsoft Flight Simulator. Would you do it then? Well, it's not multiplayer, so no. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. But, Got him! Uh, but yeah, when, whenever a game does come, like, I was like, Redfall's coming out, I'm going to get Game Pass again and go to town. But I'm not going to do that now, for sure. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know, it's the sad part about it. I would say, let's say, let's go back to probably Xbox. I, I, okay, I'm gonna say I was gonna say Xbox and Xbox 360. I'll say Xbox 360. I was originally an Xbox guy, like plain and simple, like 360, like owned me. Uh, I've had both consoles throughout my life, but like I've always been an Xbox guy, and it's just insane to me how it's just like 180. Like, yep, it's crazy. Like. It's absolutely and, crazy to me, right? And and that's what that's one of the when he was talking. about It's the same conversation we just had, but that's where I just feel like he was out of touch. Is like, not we've already messed it up. We lost it. Everybody built their digital library where we lost it, and so we got to focus somewhere else instead. It's just like, no, you lost it because you didn't have good games. If you put out good games, you'll get it again. It's yeah, simple. it's like when we when we when you look back at like why we loved Xbox when it first came out, you start thinking about Halo, Gears of War. These are single game selling consoles, just like yep. you said earlier in the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's a no brainer. Like, put out good mm-hmm. games. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said it in the uh, in the kind of funny interview where he was like, and and this came out during the whole like CMA. Uh, Xbox trying to buy, I mean, we talked about it on the show, where there were deals that PlayStation did to make certain games exclusive on PlayStation so that they would get an edge over Xbox. Like, yep. That's what he said in the interviews. Like, there's the companies out there that are doing things to make our lives harder. Like, yeah. So the people that say there's no console war, that they, that, yeah, it is. PlayStation wants to win. <laughs> And Xbox is like over here like, well, we don't compete with them. Well, that's obvious, but not for the reason that you are saying that for. I'm no. trying to find the numbers. Um, I think this might be it. Yeah. Okay, so this is as of April 26th, so like a week ago. These are the Microsoft financial results year over year. Mm-hmm. Um, Xbox hardware revenue down 30%. Yes. Xbox content and services revenue up 3%. Overall, Xbox gaming revenue is down 4%. So, basically, no one's buying their consoles. Mm-hmm. Like, Obviously, more people bought them last year when you couldn't find one than they're buying them this year. Yeah. Because there hasn't been any games. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the, servanis, the services and content are up 3%, which is basically like Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, which isn't a giant number, but at least, you know, People are still getting Game Pass and loving Game Pass. So, mm-hmm. so like this is where this is where my mind sits right <clears throat> now, right? So if you have this super powerful system, right? You have Game Pass, but then the games come out and they technically run like balls. So when your next system comes out, what are you selling? How are you selling that system? Oh, this will run at blah 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 frames, and it's got teraflops and blah blah blah. But the last year or so, every game you've released was run like crap anyway. So why would mm-hmm. I buy your next console? You know, yeah. it's just. And how did PlayStation sell PS5s? 
Well, they came out with a thing. It was like, here's all these PlayStation Studios games back to back to back to back to back to back that are coming out. People were like, well, out of the park. I guess I got to buy that then. Yeah. Remember, (laughs) it was like it was for PlayStation. It was launch with uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales Mm -hmm. and uh, the remake of Demon Souls. Yep. And there was like a pretty significant like year long gap of like nothing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember that. But yep. then it was um Horizon, Forbidden mm-hmm. West, God of War. God of War, yep. Um what else came out? Don't put it doesn't even matter, you're right. And even though there was a year <laughs> of nothing. They still sold every console because Grand you could still buy it to play Miles Morales and yep and everything else. Sorry, Grand Turismo was one of them. Um, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, yep. Returnal, Deathloop, which was exclusive at the time. Yep. Yeah, they just got like even games like Final Fantasy VII Remake isn't exclusive, isn't. It eventually came to PC, but yeah, it's only on PlayStation. Is it on Xbox? Nope. So that, that Steam, Steam in a PS5. I think that's it. Gotcha. So yeah, and then all, in between all that time, uh, PlayStation came out with their own like little Game Pass thing, and it had Stray mm-hmm. and games like that come out as well. So mm-hmm. that's how you do it. And PlayStation is on track to be, or PlayStation Five. I know it's like early on. But it's the highest selling console, like quick or quick, quickest to thirty million or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, let's blow through these last two topics so we can get out of here. Two yeah. more topics, and we've <laughs> we've just well, we went ham. This is gonna be quick. That we talked about <laughs> these are, this. Yeah, these are quick. We talked about this topic last week. This cracks um, me up so much. But there was a little little tidbit that came out a couple of days ago. Uh, in an interview with GamingIndustry.biz, PlayStation Studios head Herman Hulse said, there is a risk that we talk about uh, live service in gen- generic terms, as if it's a single genre or even a single business model. PlayStation Studios are making a variety of games that could be referred to as live service, targeting different genres, different release schedules, and at different scales. Um, he continued, we are also creating games for different audiences and take confidence from our track record in creating worlds and stories that PlayStation fans love. Uh, the idea being, I think one of the quotes or whatever that me and Matthew saw was, um, not every game is going to be like Fortnite or Destiny when it comes to live service games. Yep. So. A little interesting. And the, the thing I get out of it is, make, is uh, I hope that one of these live service games is uh, like a new Rock Band. Interesting. Rock Band 5. I think Just you're going to sort of I mean, rhythm game. You know what I mean? Let's get a rhythm. Let's get a live service rhythm. Absolutely. Game. Why not? Some sort of twisted metal universe thing. Why not? That'd be great. Um, they are marketing the last of us multiplayer as one of the live service games. So it's one of yeah. them. Um, and that one I'm sure will do just fine. Um, yeah. I, 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 I bet I twisted metal a, is also one of them though. I bet that's, that they're counting. Would not be surprised. Cause that show. Yeah, maybe. Yep. I don't know. But it's just that it's been too long since they've had a Twisted Metal game. And I think they, we've talked about last time they could go like the Blur route or basically like the adult Mario Kart route with that. Yeah. 
the third annual MetaQuest Gaming <laughs> Showcase has been announced for June the 1st, 2023 at 10 a.m. Pacific Time at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's set to feature over 40 minutes of content on upcoming VR releases. Meta announced the news alongside a brief teaser video that includes a short clip of a mystery game that seems to take place in a desert. Potentially shows Loki's helmet on the ground. Interesting. So the only reason I even put this on the outline would not something we normally cover, but with PlayStation VR 2 kind of being expensive and then also not really having the games right now. Yeah. And everybody is kind of like on the MetaQuest stuff. Last year, I don't know if it says it in this. Uh, yeah. For an idea uh, of what to expect from this year's presentation, last year's 2022's MetaQuest Gaming Showcase featured off VR titles such as Ghostbusters Rise of the Ghost Lord and or Resident Evil 4, The Mercenaries VR, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, Chapter 2 Res- uh, Retribution. So we did see like Resident Evil 4 in VR last mm-hmm. year. So like, and the Ghostbusters, which that game still isn't out. The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners games, which the first one is like one of the highest rated VR games as well. Jeez. Yeah. So, and then Mark Zuckerberg said, has doubled down on a MetaQuest 3 coming out by the end of this year. So we could see that in this gaming showcase as well. I wouldn't be surprised if they just go ahead and announce the MetaQuest 3 or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then if we get like a Loki or a Avengers VR game, that would be really, really cool too. So something to look at. It'll be on June 1st. I don't know if we'll live stream that. Uh, or do reactions to it, but I might do reactions by myself just because I'm a I'm a VR boy. You go do that. Any final thoughts from you two fellers? It's the uh, I feel like there's so many podcasts like uh, we've ended where I'm just like I'm so frustrated with the industry, man. Like, <laughs> oh my, it's the same thing over and over again. Just I the don't beginning- know. I don't know why they need to just rush everything. I just don't. Here, here's another example that we're about to hit, right? Tears of the Kingdom comes out. How many more units is that moving? Just just that one game alone. Oh, no, seriously. Yeah. I mean, it's really Andrew's that gonna simple. going to buy a Switch again. Watch. <laughs> I mean, there's multiple I people that it. already have... I've seen people that already have a Switch that are buying the Zelda OLED or buying oh, an I've OLED seen. simply for this game. So, like, they're yep. buying the console again. Mm-hmm. Just to make just so the game just for the game to look a little bit better or for their switch to look a little bit better while they're 100 percent I know people I, I have multiple people in my life that have a switch that have a significant other or a kid or whatever that plays it that were like, you know what this new game's coming out I'm gonna buy another one so that I can have my own thing going on they can play with like good games move consoles it's real simple hundred percent yeah still. Even though I he remember seems the to think it doesn't work that way anymore. In January, February of this year, being like, like having the games that I was excited for and stuff like that. I remember, oh man, Dead, Dead Island's going to come out. And then I'm probably just going to wait on that because Redfall comes out afterwards and they look somewhat similar. But then Dead Island $70 didn't come out on Game Pass. I thought that was like a for sure Game Pass game. Maybe it um, will be. And then Redfall's garbage. So I was like, all right, these two games that I was planning on playing for like the next two months, I'm not going to be. So that's Rocket League it is? 
No, I mean, well, I mean, if you're willing to still dive in, I heard like Dead Island's killing it. I heard it's really yeah. good. I heard it's really, yeah. really good. I just don't want to pay $70 for it. That's the, see, okay, like, I I know I'm going to buy Zelda, but I haven't purchased it yet because I'm just like, $70? Seriously? Mm-hmm. Like, but well, that's different because that's going to, you know, that's, you can, you can put 100 hours into that yeah. game if you want to. Oh, I know, not, I know. Yeah, I'm not putting 100 hours into Dead Island. You would already have Dead Island if it was cosplay, though. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Um, simply because Redfall is garbage, I may have considered it for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so now, like, for me, it's I'm just waiting on Diablo. I'm going to play these single-player mm-hmm. games, play the games I've been normal, be, be snapping, Marvel yeah. snapping. There you go. Went for Diablo, which has been playtested by hundreds of thousands of people, if not millions already. That's right. There are betas, closed betas, open betas, and they have, they have another beta on May 12th that's literally like they want everyone to get on to destroy their servers. That's, that's the whole point <laughs> of the beta. There it's literally go. called like server something, I don't remember. But it's like we need everyone to get on so we understand server what we get into uh, at launch or whatever. But everybody that's played Diablo has been like, this is game of the year. Like, good. So I'm I'm really excited and pretty confident that that game's going to, I'm going to have a fun time with that. Mm-hmm. I want to throw out a game real quick, and I'm, I might put it in our chat real quick. Because um, I don't know if either one of y'all saw it. And Andrew, you might be interested in this. Okay. It, it's a new MMO. A MMO? That PlayStation oh, announced called Chrono Odyssey. Yep. I watched that trailer. What were your thoughts on that? You, you, you know, so game. what the visually, it, I was just like, holy crap. And then yeah, like, it was, it was running at like, you know, not 30 frames per second. So it looked beautiful. Uh, and I was like, so, this can't be an MMO. The only like, thing it's that like, looked, there's no way this is going to look this good on PlayStation five. The combat looked a little iffy to me, but everything else looked mm-hmm. cool. So it like the combat doesn't look as good as, um, like Final Fantasy 16 to me. Not as fluid, but yeah. It looks cool. Yeah, yeah. I, I watched the trailer, I think it was yesterday. So it definitely like the combat looked early. Like, yes. Yes. Not it's not yes. fully developed yet. Yeah. Um, beautiful and then, game though. And then the end of the trailer where it had like everybody like together finally. It's like this is kind of like this is what we want when this game's finished to kind of look like, you know. Yeah. We had all the different characters fighting that big dragon thing. I was like, this looks freaking awesome. Yeah. No, it looks cool. It really does. The different classes look really, really cool. I was like, and then it was like, this is just a random PlayStation blog thing. I didn't, have we seen this game before? Yes, we have. We have? I'm just now looking at it. The first trailer, this is the first gameplay trailer. The first, the only Mm -hmm. other trailer of this is up. It just says two years ago. So. Interesting. Been a hot minute. Jeez. I don't okay. remember ever seeing it, but there was something two years ago. Let's see. The official trailer was... See, but this, like, as an MMORPG... December like, 4th, 2020. Like, I'm... 2.3 million views. I'm cautiously excited for this game. Yeah, it looks cool. it looks really, really cool. I'm watching it now. Especially as an MMO. And I would assume it says MMORPG. This is probably one of the live service games PlayStation's talking about. Too. that's true all right well we're gonna end it here looks good let us know your thoughts of the phil spencer 
interview, if you've seen it, or thoughts of Xbox in general in the comments below, especially if you're over on youtube.com backslash at logongames, you can hit that subscribe button for us. That would help us out greatly. Mm -hmm. And uh, Mm -hmm. if that's it, we will be with you all again next Friday. See you. See you. Oh, let's break it.